0: МУЗЫКАЛЬНАЯ ЗАСТАВКА Welcome to the start of another episode of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm John Nelson here in Atlanta. On each show, we bring you the latest high school football stories from around the state. Think of our show as an extension of the Football Fridays in Georgia broadcast that you see on GPB-TV and all of GPB Media. We just got through the first week of the high school football this season, or was it week zero? Here to talk about it all, it's me, compadre in Statesboro,
1: Tommy Palmer. What's up, Tommy? Oh, my goodness. What a great weekend. Uh, We all got our fill of football, and uh, obviously some of our prognostications did not work out well. True? Uh, Yeah, that is definitely true. Let's
0: look back at week zero slash week one or week one-half or however you want to phrase it. What were some of your headlines?
1: Well, number one, Marietta probably is a skosh better than I thought they were And probably a little better than Rome thought they were. I thought, uh, I really thought Marietta played so very well. McEachern played very well. You've got Camden County who played well, Lowndes. Uh, then you had Warner Robins, which sort of surprised me when they went down to Tifton and, and beat tip County. So there were a lot of surprises as far as I I was concerned. Athens Academy with, uh, their showing against, uh, Savannah Christian prep, who we had, you know, very high in the top 10 teams. And, of course, Burke County in Class 4A just rolled up 55 against Benedictine military. And and that, that kind of surprised me, John, to be honest. When
0: you look at Marietta, I think that when you look at them last year, you see what injuries did to a very talented team. Ramel Keaton was injured. Harrison Bailey was injured. Comes back for the postseason. But when you have that rhythm that's not there – Things are missing and you're trying to get things figured out pretty much from ground zero. When you have Bailey, when you have Arik Gilbert, when you have all of that firepower, I think that Marietta once again shows who they can be when they're at 100%.
1: Wow, uh, that that may be very, very true because uh, I I tell you what, you're going to have to be very good to beat Marietta this year. you got to have a great defense, and you got to be able to score on what I would consider a very good defense. I thought Rome really came back in the second half and played much better, but I have to tell you the first half that uh, Marietta played was almost picture perfect.
0: McEachern puts up a number on Brookwood. I think that probably mm-hmm. the fact that McEachern won did not surprise us, but I think the number that they did surprise us and the, the margin of victory surprised us as well, I think.
1: I, I would agree. I would concur, sir. Uh, 48-13 was, was quite a surprise to me. And another surprise in that uh, uh, event, which kicks off the traditional zero week or week one, whichever you prefer. <laughs> Uh, I I really thought that uh, uh, North Gwinnett really flexed their muscles on defense, and I was surprised that uh, Colquitt County only scored 17. I think North Gwinnett may be better than what my vote was for them last week. I did have them in the top 10. And I'm not so sure right now that Marietta is not number one instead of Colquitt County, and I hope all my Colquitt County friends Will, forgive me, but uh, Marietta, with that showing, in my opinion now, just really deserves to be the number one team in 7A.
0: Traditionally, we usually think that defenses are the part of the game that comes up first and teams eventually evolve into having their offenses, but we're in that odd zone of non-region play where sometimes you do get to put up a big number and your defense is what needs work. So it's almost reversed sometimes when you're talking about high school football where it seems that offense is getting there first.
1: Yeah. Usually, years ago, people would put their best players on defense. Their their philosophy was if they don't score, we're going to win or we're going to tie. But the tie thing is gone now, as you well know. And now what has happened is they put their best players on offense and hope they can outscore everybody. And that just seems to be the the new thing with the option, you know, the run-pass option thing that they're doing right now. But I think teams, and and I heard this years ago from my high school football coach, teams that play good defense and have a great kicking game win championships. And that's what's going to, you know, be the same thing this year you can score 50 but somebody may score 51 on you or kick a late field goal and beat you 54 to 50 I just think we're going to see a whole lot more higher scores and and I think the first weekend kind of was indicative of that John
0: because we've gone to this basketball on grass motif that we seem to be getting into and I think that you mentioned special teams and especially in the lower classifications if you've got a kicking game in the lower classifications that seems to put you ahead of everyone else, especially as you get into the third season, games 11 through 15.
1: I agree totally. And it, it I, I tell you what, it's not easy to kick an extra point. It's not easy to kick a field goal and certainly not easy uh, to kick a 52-yard field goal when you need a win. So, you know, those, those people work hard. You have to admire the center of the holder and the kicker now in today's world because you need every point you can get if you get down to the 20 you got to kick that 37 yard field goal john and you know to stay in a game you but you can't trade you know field goals for touchdowns but uh gosh these offenses are just so high powered it's almost scary to be honest with you
0: you know we talked about north georgia let's talk about south georgia and i know that uh with the Camden, we talked about them and how difficult it is for put to put a schedule on the board. Lounge is the same way with that one seven A. But once again, you have Camden, you have Lounge and uh, getting into Tift. And when I caught up with Ashley Anders on Southern Swing, he's got two lines his starting offensive line starting defensive line and there are some rather large gentlemen there and I think that as you get toward game three four five and get in toward region play I think that's when a team like Tift gets full song but it's a good step forward for Warner Robbins in the first the first day of a new head coach
1: oh definitely and on the road playing at Brody that, that's a tough place to play and I will say this, one of the teams that really just kind of jumped out at me was Camden County. Somewhere along the way, I feel they are a sleeper this year in Region 17A. This is a good football team. They returned that great running back that got about fourteen or 1,500 yards last year. And, you know, Bob Spire can coach. He didn't forget how to coach. And this is his third year there. I I really think Camden's going to make a run in in 178. I really do.
0: Any other headlines from the week that was before we get into the week that will be?
1: One of the biggest surprises to me was how well Savannah Christian played Benedictine In a scrimmage two weeks ago before four or five thousand people at Memorial, and Athens Academy drives all the way down from Athens to play Savannah Christian Prep and beats them 35 to seven. That was a shocker to me because I had Savannah Christian Prep way high in my top 10 vote, and obviously, Athens Academy is loading up for. ELCA, as we well note, maybe the third meeting between these two, whether it's in the semis or the finals, uh, might be a little closer this time.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's where it's all heading. The the what uh, Josh Alexander and everybody at Athens Academy has been building the last couple of years. It's it's been really nice to see, and I I think that if you penciled in Eagles Landing Christian and Athens Academy for the last game of the year in Single A private, you'd be you'd be doing pretty well since you put it in pencil. All right, we're turning the corner, heading to Week One slash Two, depending okay. on your perspective. Yeah, hey, hey, we gotta we gotta have the perpetual math <laughs> problem here, so that's what we're gonna do. And it's another one of those non-region weeks where you have some rather unique opponents, where you get to test yourself on. A national stage, and put your name out there as we're heading into Labor Day weekend, just a couple of examples. Lowndes is playing Champignard Catholic. Marietta's playing St. Joseph's Prep of Pennsylvania. Lee County's playing Life Christian Academy of Virginia. And those are just, you know, when you have programs that are doing well nationally, you want to test yourself on a, on a, national, on a national stage, and you're getting that with those three schools.
1: Here's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. People do not schedule those games unless they can compete with a national power. Right. And and the games that you just mentioned – the Georgia teams, all of them can play the game. Lowndes is loaded this year. All right. This may be a year for Lowndes. I mean, it may be Lowndes and Camden for the 178 championship. And that's no reflection on Colquitt County because Colquitt County went 14-1 and one last year and they played a great defensive game against a very good offensive North Gwinnett. I just think the teams that you just named that are playing national people this week uh, they're gonna they're gonna be there at the end, semifinals and finals. I, I just I don't see how they're gonna lose two or three games. I, I just don't. I really don't. You can you when you start playing people like they're playing, Shamanade and folks like this, and and going out of state and having out of state teams come in to play you, you know something that they probably don't. They may recognize who you are, but uh, you know every state thinks they play better football than Georgia, and you you know how that is. Mm-hmm. So you know everybody will well out, you know Florida's better, uh, California's better, Texas is hey, better.
0: So you can prove that
1: yeah there you go now we're gonna see so you know it's uh belly up to the bar time and
0: well talk let's talk about bellying up to the bar inside the border and you've got tift once again challenging themselves with a natural rival and they're going to valdosta so you've got tift going to take on tate rodemaker in that offense i think uh that game might be finished on uh, tuesday afternoon because of those two offenses you've got grayson playing tucker Northside Warner Robins playing Peach in that Central Georgia Round Robin, which I think is really cool where they just decide, yeah, we're going to play each other and, and we're going to have some fun there. Dalton's got Northwest Whitfield in their county rivalry. Bainbridge and Cairo, this one to me down in Southwest Georgia, that one's going to be a fun one.
1: It's going to be a fun one. It always is because the two counties are but each other. And uh, it's just one of those friendly rival rivalries that – Are are not very friendly. I I don't know any other way to put it. And of course, Cairo is loaded this year. Bainbridge, of course, coming off their state championship a year ago, they're kind of young in two or three places, but they're not terribly young. They're not so young that they can't compete with everybody. They've lost a couple of really good players, and I, I just think Cairo might be the deal. Bainbridge has got their hands full this coming Friday night. They really do.
0: War of the Roses is this Friday night, too, with Thomasville, Thomas County Central, a couple of others that came across our bow, Veterans and Bleckley, a good region rival there, Milan Turner and Von Lasseter, Ware and Burke, Southwest of Cab Stevenson, Mary Persons and Jackson, that rivalry there, Marist and Lovett. So it's going to be a fun weekend here for week one slash two.
1: Well, and in my opinion, the Ware-Burke game is going to be a dandy. I think uh, Ware opened their season with a really good football team from down in Florida, maybe even a classification higher. And Burke opened with Benedict and Military. And, of course, Eric Parker really knows how to get his team ready to play. I think this is going to be one of the premier games of the week is uh, Ware and Burke. Burke is really good this year. Time to bring in the darn Gooden.
0: Hannah Gooden over here at GPB Sports. And Hannah always comes in. She's coming in to let us know what else is going on here on the platform and what else is going on in her brain. So what else is going on in your brain?
2: More coffee. I need more coffee, John. More
0: coffee. I can't (laughs) help you there because I'm not a coffee person. I can't help you.
2: I have a question of the day.
0: Okay. Tommy, you get to answer this one first. Okay.
2: So we talked about a lot of the games that surprised you guys from this weekend. What about players? Are there any specific players that shocked you that you were going to have your eye on for the rest of the season?
0: Oh... I mean, I would add one more game to the the surprise. I think that Marion beating Sly with the number that they did, I think that was a bit of a surprise. But when it comes to players, I know that you're – right now it's the shiny objects, like a Harrison Mm -hmm. Bailey Mm -hmm. at Marietta for me, Tommy. Right now it's the guys that we were looking at coming into the beginning of the season just to see if they were going to to live up to all of this talk. And so far we're getting guys living up to that talk.
1: Well, here's my my biggest surprise – that uh the the wide receiver from Marietta that is six foot five and two fifty Gilbert yeah he surprised me with his speed he 's always been a great receiver, but I got to tell you something uh, i 'd have a heart attack if you put me out there to cover him one on one that was that was a surprise, his speed really his size I knew he was big, I saw him play last year. But his speed just amazed me. It is a matchup problem, Hannah. What else is going on on the platform?
2: I have a hot take.
1: Oh, you have a hot take! Look out.
2: If quarterback Harrison Bailey can stay healthy, yeah, I know it's week one. Yeah, Marietta has a serious chance going deep in the playoffs. They do, and maybe winning a championship.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I I think that, you know... I I, really liked what I saw. No, no doubt. And when you have... I I think that, Tommy, you and I talked about it, and there were probably, what, a dozen teams in 7A, Tommy, that we thought had a legitimate chance of winning the championship in the highest classification this year. Marietta definitely is one of them. And with a healthy Harrison Bailey, Mm -hmm. they go right Mm -hmm. to the top of the ladder.
1: There you go. But remember this, it's a long season, and (laughs) when you get to the 7A playoffs this year, you're probably going to have eight teams that are capable of being state champion and weather plays into it cold weather rain uh just so many uh, intangibles or so many tangibles as i should say probably uh, that you have to deal with coming down the stretch there's so much talent in 7a it's unbelievable
2: that's why I said it was a hot take. So
0: nothing. No, that was that was that is a take that is by a lot of folks. It's all sure. good. So no, Hannah, you're right there in everybody's wheelhouse. Coming off a of week zero, week one, it's all good. That's yeah. great. And that's, that's great. And that's why she's the uh, you know Hannah Gooden because she comes in with those good takes <laughs> every single week.
2: All right. Well, I do have the updates for us around our social media platforms. If you guys tuned in to the countdown to kick off Facebook Live show from last Wednesday with Mister John Nelson and I,
0: Mister, yeah, Mister, <laughs> I, that sounds official.
2: Um, you will know that we are going to go live every Wednesday at noon on Facebook. Every Wednesday. And this week we have a big announcement. Did you know that, John?
0: No, I did not. So, that, see, that's what we call a tease in the industry, Tommy, I guess, eh? Oh, I know. Yes, I know about
1: those. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the next three Fridays starting this Friday, August 30th, September 6th, September 13th, we're going to be going Facebook Live at a high school near you. And this Wednesday on our show, we're going to be announcing where we are going to be this Friday.
0: Definitely a tease. So definitely going to keep an eye out and an ear out for that across all of our platforms. All Mm -hmm. right, Hannah, help me out here. Facebook, Mm -hmm. YouTube, Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Snapchat. Not and uh, like not LinkedIn or anything yet.
2: Not yet. Not okay, yet, but we're working, we're working on, it. on
0: it. Okay, good deal. But all
2: of that content is leading up to our very first televised game September 20th. Looking forward to that.
0: What she said. That is it for us today. I'm John Nelson. Thanks as always to my co-pilot Tommy Palmer down there in the Burner in the borough Statesboro <laughs> in the Burner. Goodness gracious alive. Shows you where my head is geographically and the darn good and Hannah Gooden is always off to my left. You can reach us at gpb.org/podcast. Subscribe to us for free anywhere your favorite podcast podcasts are found you can also follow the gpb sports team on twitter and facebook and a bunch of other places i'm at osg nelson on twitter he is at palmer tom and g-a-h-s scoreboard if i'm not mistaken right tommy correct g-a-h-s scoreboard scoreboard that's what tommy does every friday night shows produced by the irreplaceable sean powers the football fridays in georgia podcast is a production of georgia public broadcasting play it safe everybody enjoy the game